Hi, everyone. This is Shiro from Clear Minds Better Lives. I'm here with the amazing Dr. Caroline Bundy, all the way from Kenya. We are going to be talking about mental health in Kenya and the different perspectives that are going on back home. Um, so to start off, I'd like for you to just introduce yourself. All right, so I'm Dr. Bundi. I'm a medical doctor, so that's my background. And I'm currently doing my residency in psychiatry. So um, I'm specializing and completing my studies next year. Um, so yeah, I get to interact with a lot of patients. I work at a mental health hospital, the National Mental Health Hospital. Yeah. At the same time, I'm a content creator. I'm an advocate for mental health. I have a channel on YouTube called um, The Wellness Doctor. So please be sure to check it out. Yes. Um, and so just, so what made you want to go into the mental health route? I mean, I know you have an MBA in healthcare man management. So what about um, mental health made you, like what, what I, I guess drew you to it? Um, it was very personal, first and foremost. I've got a lot of um, friends and family who have had issues with mental health. Mm. Um, at the same time, I just felt like it was my calling. I felt like it, it's what I, I'm genuinely good at. I'm, and I felt like that's what, it, it was just a calling. I don't know how to describe a no, calling. No, I, I definitely get it because <laughs> that's what I'm doing with CMBL. It's, it's a d same sort of like drive and passion just for wanting to better people, I think you can say. Yeah. So yeah. um, we'll start right off with the questions. And my first question is, is what is mental health and how, what is the understanding of mental health in Kenya? Like how do people take it and what's their understanding of it? Okay, so mental health is, mental health is a spectrum. Um, what I usually say is it's similar to physical health. So you can be physically healthy or physically unhealthy. In the same way, you can be mentally healthy or unhealthy. Um, so yeah, but basically it just revolves around somebody's thoughts, um, their feelings and their behaviors. Um, so the general understanding in Kenya is, I feel like people have got a basic understanding of the elements of mental health. Right. So they get it, they understand wellness, they, they basically understand how to take care of their minds. Um, but I don't think they have a full understanding of mental illness what causes mental illness what treatment options are there and, and etc and that's why i started my channel just to fill these small gaps um so yeah that's what i would say is the understanding with kenyans um now there's also the aspect of the communities and cultures and the different sort of things that make kenya you know um religion uh, drives a huge force with mental health and how it's sort of like set to the side and you know when you look at people who live in nairobi and people who look who live like for example in the rural areas such as Nyeri, or um or like even in western kenya do you think there's an effort being made for people to to talk about mental health because it's it i even still feel like you know as you say this you're saying that people understand what mental wellness is but i still have friends in nairobi who are like i'm not going to talk about my issues really so i know we have a long way to go but like kind of just talk about those different disparities within cultures so you're right um in as much as people might have the knowledge even in nairobi there's still a lot of stigma 
Yeah. So people will still have, they'll still feel limited in terms of expressing their mental health. Yeah. So even people will still walk into a hospital, say, for example, to see their GP, yeah. and they'll still find it so hard to tell them, look, I feel like mm. uh, a certain type of way, or I'm feeling suicidal, or I'm struggling with addiction. So yes, even in the urban setup, there are still challenges because of stigma. And now the thing with the rural areas is the, the, more, rural it, um, the more rural you go, the more the stigma increases. And the more you have compounding factors um, that kind of uh, stifle the progress of mental health awareness. And these things are things like culture, religion. So we'll see a lot of, for example, patients in rural areas, when you tell family members that, look, your family member has got a, a, a mental illness, they need to be on medication, the uptake is really poor. Right. Most of the time, they will not accept the diagnosis. They will not accept treatment. They'll take the patient to, for prayers and stuff like that. And so rural areas have a really big challenge when it comes to uptake of uh, mental health information and services. Wow. So it must be really challenging. Yeah. So it, do you think, what do you think is a way to help destigmatize, even just to be able to be like, hey, it's okay to talk, it's okay to not be okay. Because what I think, what I think and what I see, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, is that like young people tend to run more to like substance abuse, which is alcohol, um, instead of dealing with their emotions and problems hands on. And I understand like the numbing process of it, but the problems will still be there. So in that aspect, even for young people, even people who are your colleagues still, like how do we start talking about it in a way that they won't think it's a negative thing or what is, what is the process to it? Because we're still figuring it out and we're in the States, so. Yeah. But there's only one way and it's just normalizing the conversation around mental health. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, everything starts with policy. So yeah. currently we've got uh, a mental health policy that's being um, rolled out, that's being worked on. And I think that's a really good start. Yeah. And um, even as the policy was being worked on, there was a lot of involvement with um, mental health specialists and even with uh, just regular people. They called people in and asked them, what do you think? What do you think mental health services should be? And I found that like, to be a very good a step in the right direction. But another thing is, I think we should involve the people who are actually living in those communities yeah. and um, give them the information, um, teach them how to screen for mental health illnesses. So I'm talking about the nurses in those uh, health centers in the small communities and in the small villages. Mm. Those nurses, the community health workers, they need to be empowered and um, educated and given the resources to be able to talk about these mental health issues with confidence, knowing what they're talking about, right. um, to know how to screen for some situations. Um, there's, there are habits where people in rural areas lock up people with mental health illnesses. They make them live in really inhuman conditions. People are living in cages. They don't get out to see the sun. They don't, they're living like animals in short. So only a community healthcare worker will be able to know if there's a situation like that. Right. Only a community healthcare worker will know if there is a young girl who's being defiled by her 
stepfather in the village, you see. Yeah. So if we don't empower them, they'll always be a gap. Right. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I do agree that community always has to be involved in a change. I, I, I just don't think it's a one-man mantle to carry on. It's a whole community, and that's how we all come together. But let's move on a little bit towards like your profession and what you're doing. Um, and I know you're providing healthcare um, therapy to healthcare professionals in Kenya. So if you can talk about the importance of therapy and why people should seek therapy, as well as talking about your own experiences, not only like giving therapy to healthcare professionals, um, you're studying psychiatry right now. So just talk a little bit more about that and how it all comes together. I mean, therapy is amazing. Um, right now, I'm providing therapy for healthcare workers during the pandemic. And I'm realizing that it's even therapeutic for me because I'm getting to speak to my colleagues. Yeah. And um, the pandemic is making doctors and healthcare workers feel so helpless. And so me doing something about it makes me feel like I am in kind of, I'm contributing towards um, making things a little bit better. But on the other end, I think therapy is, I honestly recommend therapy for every single person out there and not just people with actual mental illness. Um, and this is because I'm a believer of preventive psychiatry. Mm. I think we don't have to wait for people to develop mental illnesses. Okay. We don't have to wait for people to get depression, then now we put them on meds. Yeah. We don't have to wait for people to be suicidal. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think everybody has got some trauma. It could be childhood trauma. Mm. And we are finding that 90% of all mental illnesses have um, a childhood trauma as a cause. Yeah. 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 Um, so childhood trauma, also traumatic experiences such as divorce or grief, losing a loved one, all those things. Which, which are things we all go through in life, but they all can cause a mental illness and they could all be, um, therapy could help in all these situations. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that you hit it on the spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, as someone who's also like been through therapy, I, I do understand the whole like of your childhood affecting your adulthood it's like such a huge thing and I think we all need to just go and see someone to understand ourselves you know what I mean it's not just because oh I have an issue I think it's important for everyone to seek therapy um, no matter what age you are um, and also like how should people go around finding therapists in Kenya and talk about like the resources because I know like getting a therapist in Kenya is like a process and you know we talked about how when you're looking for a therapist it's a relationship you may have to go through a couple of therapists to get the right one so just talk about that a little bit and like highlight maybe a resource that they can go to okay so first and foremost um we have a lot of resources when it comes to therapies and mental health institutions i feel like there is just not a lot of awareness Right. Um, and so that's the one thing I would generally comment and say. So if you are out there and you, you're in Kenya and you feel like you need to see a therapist, the first thing you should do is just to go to your general practitioner. The place you normally go where, when you have a cold or a stomach upset, the same facility where you go, you can go and request. And usually there's a, a referral system. Um, that's the easiest way. 
but we have a lot of resources. I'll kind of, I'll send you a link with yeah. a list of several people. Yeah. We've got so many organizations um, mm-hmm. and hospitals that typically just do therapy. And, and I feel like people just don't know about that. Even right now, there are lots of therapists who are doing online therapy because of right. the pandemic. Yeah. I'll also share that resource with you. Great, great. I, I love it. <laughs> um, it's been so great talking to you. And before we actually end the session, I want to do... Sorry, let me add one more thing. Yeah, sorry. Um, for the people who basically come from a low-income situation, mm-hmm. um, we've got the Madare Mental Hospital, and that's where I train. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stigma around this hospital. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was just about to <laughs> Isn't there like a huge stigma against Madara Hospital itself? Because I, when I, when growing up, I used to hear, you know, you take the crazy or psycho people there. Just and tell us more about of, that. I'm yeah, glad part of my up. job, part yeah. of my job is to break down that stigma because yeah. that stigma is making so many people not seek uh, mental health services, mm. yet they are so affordable. Um, to open a file in Madara Hospital is a hundred shillings. Um, and that's so that's bad. That's a dollar for those people who don't know how much a hundred. Yeah, that's a dollar. Yes, uh, I won't lie. It has its challenges. So sometimes resources are strained. Um, therapists, you might find there are few, but it's better than nothing. And yeah. listen, I work there, so um, there are people who are qualified who are there. It might not have the glitz and the glamour and the nice couch kind of office situation going on. Yeah. But it's still, it, it can still help somebody out there who is struggling and who can't afford to go to private um, facility. The rehab facility is fantastic. I really love the rehab at Madare. Yeah. Um, and the National Hospital Insurance covers for a part of um, your stay at the rehab, which is really, really good. Yeah. So I, I would really, I, I'm an ambassador for Madari Hospital. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wasn't even thinking about it, but it's great to have that information. And I also think it's always important for people to do their research, you know, be, just because yeah. you hear of something, you have to go into the factual part of it. So definitely thank you for bringing that up. Um, before we leave, just one fact, fun fact, one fun fact I can talk one fun fact about you and then we'll yeah. have a question okay. and it can be it can be like a regular fact it has to be like silly or something <laughs> <laughs> no pressure no pressure um, oh my gosh okay a silly really uh, a silly fact about me is um i can i can one of my really great talents is sleeping like i can sleep like <laughs> 12 hours straight I can wake up in the morning, yeah. have breakfast, and go back to bed. So, so you don't you don't have insomnia issues because you know that's also part of mental health. That's that's yeah, great. But I'm interestingly, jealous. also hyper hypersomnia, like sleeping too much, is not the best thing. So, right? Do you try um, to balance it out? I try, I try to, but my family always makes fun of me for <laughs> I, I can really sleep. <laughs> I get into a car and I'm I'm asleep. So yeah, that's well, that's just <laughs> um well thank you so much for that info and also just letting us know what you're doing back home. Um for those of you who are interested in Dr. Rundi's um I guess wellness doctor YouTube info, we'll put the link <laughs> on this video. And I do wanna thank you from the team and I. We're so grateful for you 
giving your time just to do this because you know mental health is such a huge thing and the more we talk about it the more we destigmatize it so thank you for being part of us you're welcome thank you so much for providing the opportunity yeah. and i hope to collaborate with you guys in the future